Hello, hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of 50 Stories of Transformation. I'm your host, Michaela Leigh, and if you are new to this podcast, hang on for just a quick second. I'm going to give you a quick rundown in just a minute as to what this podcast is all about. And if you are a continuing listener or faithful listener, just want to say thanks for coming on back again and again and let you know that this week we are heading into story number 36. All right, my new listeners, I have some important information for you, and that is letting you know what this podcast is and what you are getting yourself into. So this podcast, 50 Stories of Transformation, is a podcast sponsored by the Baptist Resource Network of Pennsylvania, South Jersey, an organization that is often referred to as the BRN in this podcast series. So the BRN is an organization that is dedicated to helping, guiding, and providing resources for Baptist churches in Pennsylvania and South Jersey. And this handy dandy podcast came about last year uh, just as a way to kind of celebrate and commemorate uh, some of the awesome work that God has done and is doing through the BRN. And that's because the BRN celebrated 50 years last year. So hence why we're doing 50 stories of transformation. And what's really great about these stories or episodes rather is that each one is its own individual story. So for this week, story number 36, you don't have to worry about going back and listening to story number 35 to know what's going on. You are good jumping in right here, right now, and we are sure glad that you are. So that's your quick little rundown as to what you're getting yourself into and what you're going to be hearing today. Uh, Thanks for checking out this podcast and uh, buckle up and get ready because we're heading into story number 36 this week. So for this week's story, uh, grab your flag and cue the secret service because we are sitting down with the new president of the BRN. That's right, we have the pleasure of being joined by Pastor Brian McClelland, who was recently appointed as the BRN president. Uh, Currently, Pastor Brian is the lead pastor at First Southern Baptist Church in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and he has also served on the executive board for the BRN for quite some time. And now he's stepping into this new role as president, and of course, that's what we're going to be talking about this week. So Pastor Brian is going to share with us on this episode what it means to him to be the BRN president, what the rules and responsibilities are for the president, and what his hope is for the future of the network. So a ton of good stuff, you could say an unprecedented amount of stuff, if you will, uh, this week on the episode that you don't want to miss and you don't have to travel to Washington, D.C. to hear, because it's all right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in, and without further ado, here is story number 36 and my conversation with Pastor Brian McClelland. So I always like to start the podcast just by giving kind of a brief little intro into who our guest is. So um, if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about yourself, um, that can include anything from, you know, your call to ministry, family life, uh, fun facts, um, anything like that, that we should know about Pastor Brian McClelland. Yeah, um, thanks for talking to me. Um, I was born in Pittsburgh and uh, grew up in a Missouri Synod Lutheran church and uh, knew a lot about God, but didn't know Jesus personally. And uh, somewhere uh, along the way as a, as, a, as a child, we moved to South Carolina and uh, I was in a tr- pretty traditional Southern Baptist church uh, near Charleston and um, just through a series of events, heard the gospel a number of times and came to personal faith in Jesus. 
uh, it was not long after that that I just was convinced that uh, I needed to talk to people about all this cool stuff that I was learning about, about who the Lord was and uh, what he had been doing in me. And uh, just providentially, it, someone put me uh, in front of the church behind the pulpit and it just kind of stuck. And I've uh, tried to try to do what I can to, to just continue to uh, learn and, and grow and, and share with others uh, from, the, from the Lord's word what what all the amazing things he has said and done. So um, I met my wife in college in South Carolina. Uh, Elise and I have been married 14 years. We have four kids, uh, Asher, Nate, Thea, and Ezra. They are 12, 10, 7, and 5. Um, and they're they're uh, wonderful and uh, and a handful as as uh, <laughs> of young kids can be, but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I came to Pennsylvania about eight years ago. I I I, I was a seminary student. I, I couldn't quite figure out how I was going to pay rent and tuition, and we we're trying to figure out how that would work for our young family at the time. And we ended up leaving seminary, moving back home, trying to figure out, and I was just working, just trying to figure out what uh, the Lord would have us do. And um, we got connected again through a series of events with Winfield Baptist Church in uh, in Winfield, Pennsylvania, just down the road from us here. And uh, I served there for four years with Pastor Corey Mitchell as an associate pastor. And uh, he has been a, a dear friend and a, and a good brother to me. And uh, that, that time was really formative. And uh, my predecessor here at First Southern in Williamsport uh, is Kenton Hunt, and I knew Kenton very well from our, our, our what were our old associational pastor gatherings. Um, and uh, when Kenton stepped away from First Southern to uh, lead our state's disaster relief efforts, we were praying for First Southern for, for quite a long time as they were in transition. And uh, after a while, a long while, it was almost a two-year period of them being without a pastor, um, Pastor Corey and, and uh, just kind of approached me and said, "Is this is something you've you've thought about, prayed about?" And uh, I had not really. Um, and so, uh, just again, the Lord and His kindness kind of led us here. And so, I've been serving here as the pastor of First Southern Baptist Church in Williamsport for almost four years. Uh, it'll be four years in December. And so, there's probably more to say, but I think that's uh, that's that's a snapshot of uh, where I've been and how I got here. So. Okay, perfect. Thank you for sharing. Um, so you mentioned that you are a pastor in Williamsport, PA, and then now, just recently, you were selected to be the new president of the BRN. Um, congrats on that. That's super exciting. Uh, how did that role kind of come about? Um, I, I like to tell people purely by accident. Um, <laughs> I, I ended up on the executive board because one of the elders at Winfield um, was on the nominating committee a number of years ago and he uh, he told me that uh, he just needed to fill out forms and just give them names and that you know and asked if I'd be willing to to do that and I said sure and I jokingly tell people that then I showed up at the annual meeting a couple months later and was on the ballot and hadn't realized it so <laughs> that's not quite how it worked but that, that that's how it feels like how it works but okay. um I, I uh I came onto the executive board I think that was in 2016 or 2017 this is the and the last year of my second term, um, being on the board, and, and somewhere along the way, I, I was uh, helping with one, one of the committees and then became in charge of one of those committees and then uh, was serving uh, as uh, the chairman for the Finance and Operations Committee on the executive board. 
and that uh, then made me a part of the board's leadership team and just in conversation with the other uh, handful of people who are on that that team um, pastor buff mcnichol the previous president was hoping to step away from that role to spend more time uh, doing the work the Lord's called him to and not necessarily leading the board to ask me if I'd consider that. So um, that was where we, how kind of how we got here. Uh, he, he asked me if I would pray about that, was willing to do that. And uh, so, yeah, so that's, that's, that's kind of how I ended up here. Okay, awesome. So what is kind of like being in that role? What does that mean to you? That's a really good question. Um, I, I, one of the reasons I was willing to serve on the executive board uh, and continue to, to persevere serving on the, the executive board, we've, uh, we've been through some contentious years uh, here in America, just broadly, and uh, even in the last two years through the pandemic and all this, the, the, the political and racial and uh, just strife of every kind. Um, the thing that I keep coming back to, the reason I think spending time serving on the executive board and now serving in this role, um, the thing that keeps me coming back to these meetings is an opportunity uh, to love and serve our churches. Uh, I think that the church is the primary vehicle that God has given us to, to preach the gospel, to shepherd people, to make disciples, to do the work of an evangelist, to, to proclaim the glorious good news of Jesus. And, and I, I just keep coming back to the fact of what we do at the BRN is aimed at helping churches do what the Lord has called them to do really well. And so, um, so serving in this role specifically is, a, is an opportunity to continue to serve our churches uh, and specifically to serve our executive board as they serve our churches and our staff. So I, uh, I, I hope that, uh, that by God's grace, we get to do that and do it well over the next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a big position to be in. Um, and it's important, like you said, we have a wide network of churches everywhere. Um, yep. that, you know, the BRN is here to help. And so it's, it's gotta be like pretty humbling or like honoring to be in that role too. It, it is. Uh, um, I, I don't, I'm not, uh, in any way uniquely or specially gifted, um, to, to be like some kind of entrepreneurial leader. Um, I, I just, uh, and so it, it, there's a lot that I am not particularly good at, or I'm not, I'm not, I don't see myself as someone who has all the answers. I, uh, I learned early on in pastoral ministry, and I just keep being reminded, even in this season of life, something I feel like the Lord has been teaching me um, is it, just in humility is that uh, I, I have been called primarily to faithfulness to the task, mm -hmm. and he's the one that, that, that brings fruit and increase and growth. And, and so when I think about serving in this role, there, there is a lot of humility there because I, I, uh, I have a lot of respect for the people I serve alongside of, and I don't think... I don't think any one person on our board is is necessarily more important or more talented uh, than any other person on the board, and I and I just get to be one of them. And so I'm I'm really uh, grateful for the opportunity to do that. That's really cool. That's a really great team dynamic to have too. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think one of the things this is uh, I I get have been serving for the last uh, two or three years as the head of the finance committee, mm -hmm. and I would be kind of lost without Andy Weber's help and the, the, the rest of the finance committee. Uh, my, my church budget is a fraction of our BRN budget. My personal family budget is a fraction of that. Like it, it, we're thinking in terms of things that are not something that I have a ton of experience in. And so, so being able to work with 
other people who have more information or who can apply biblical wisdom or uh, yeah just and all that there, there's a great, a great i think there's a great spirit of of of, of teamwork of family of cooperation mm-hmm. on the board here and that I, I really appreciate that's awesome that's really good so what are kind of like the responsibilities i guess if you had to like give bullet points what are kind of some of the responsibilities of the president of the brn for our listeners who maybe don't know that yeah um i uh i the president uh the BRN adopted a new constitution two or three years ago. I think it was 2018. Okay. And we used to like the National Southern Baptist Convention had a convention president and then an executive board, an executive board president. And part of changing the constitution was was thinking that that was a little, that was a little clunky. It didn't work very well. And so the convention president and the executive board president have kind of been sandwiched together into one role. And so one of the primary things the president does is help lead the annual meeting every year. Uh, and then in between annual meetings, the president also leads the executive board meetings. We, uh, for the BRN, our executive board meets uh, three times a year. And, uh, and then we also, um, our board leadership team, which, which as president, I will help lead alongside Dr. Whitworth. Um, we, we meet monthly uh, to discuss things going on in between those meetings. If there's any kind of urgent issue that comes up in between meetings, then we're having those kinds of conversations mm-hmm. To, uh, if there's an emergency meeting that needs to happen, coordinate those kinds of things. And so between um, kind of leading and, and overseeing the annual meeting and then leading and, and kind of guiding the executive board, that's uh, the primary role of what the BRN president does. Okay. All right. Awesome. Good to know. Mm-hmm. So now being that role and that we know like some of your responsibilities, uh, what is your hope for the future of the BRN? Um, or maybe just a few things you hope to kind of implement while in this role as president? Um, I think, oh man, I think to even jump into that question is to to kind of recognize some of how we have been uh, so well served by by Barry Whitworth and the team at the BRN. Um, some, of, some of what I hope to see happen is, is a byproduct of what the, the the staff and the team have been doing uh, over the last two or three years with uh, Will Mancini and Denominee. Um, mm-hmm. We heard from Will Mancini in the most recent annual meeting and um, Barry and the team have been working with Will to, to kind of help fine tune our, our, our vision and what we're, what we're aiming after uh, as we seek to come alongside and help churches. And so um, I, I'd love to continue to see that rolled out and expanded. Um, mm-hmm. We just started our Love PASJ initiative, which is really just right in the heart of what we hope to do in accelerating kingdom movement, seeing God uh, help churches uh, just continue to move forward, accelerate forward. Um, And and a huge part of that is Love PASJ. And um, I think Barry shared, I'm positive Barry shared uh, in the annual meeting that that, that it's kind of a three-phase process, knowing our Mm -hmm. community. Uh, showing them missionally the love of Christ and, and then helping our churches, our bodies to grow in, in not only faithfulness to the, to the mission, but uh, to grow in our faith and to continue to mature as believers until we get to cross the finish line and see Jesus. And so I'm hoping that what we see with the BRN over the next, uh, the next three years of, of kind of thinking through that together as a community across the BRN is to see those things uh, those things continue to to flourish and plant roots and and, and bear fruit in our churches. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm just pray, praying that the Lord would uh, continue to bless that work and help us as we come alongside churches to, to do that. Yeah, it's, um, it's a really great ambitious idea that takes not just like one board or one person be like, okay, this is like the vision, like this is what we got to do. You know, it, it takes all the churches that are involved in the BRN yeah. to also play a part in that. So um, yeah. if any of them are listening, you know, hey, <laughs> get in the game and stay yeah. in there. You got people supporting you. Um, yeah. So then uh, kind of like, a, this is more of a little bit like a personal question, but uh, what is one way that you've noticed God transforming your heart um, or preparing your heart for this, this position? Um, that's a good question too. Um, I think in general, um, I have just been seeing a lot. I think I mentioned this earlier, just seeing a lot of how, uh, God, uh, God brings growth and increase in, in his time. Um, we want to put good systems in place. We want to make sure that we're we're laboring, toiling to do the work that God has called us to do. Um, I often tell our, our, our saints here at First Southern that we we want to rest well in Jesus, but we also want to break a, a holy sweat in the process. Um, and and I I feel like one of the things I've been learning is that um, just it's in humility, both uh, as pastor, as a, as a father and a husband, just as a, a man who wants to love and serve the Lord, that, that um, it's really easy to assume or to be distracted by my processes or systems or the work I'm doing and assume somehow that's the thing that reliably helps me love the Lord more. And, and, the, and the truth is God has called us to, to see him, to, to, to know him and, and seeing him and knowing him and delighting in him. We, we get to experience uh, the, the goodness and the mercy and the, and the grace and the love that he has for us. And I think I, I just have been learning over and over again. It's, it's not about me. It's not about our church. It's not about the BRN specifically. It's, it's not about any of those things. It's not about any celebrity pastor or any kind of especially uh, gifted brother or sister it's about the lord and the work he's doing it's about his glory and the way his glory shapes and transforms us and i, I think as i've been seeing that personally it's just been reminding me to to trust in him uh, i was in oh man two or three different situations where i was counseling people in our church this week where i just before i walked in and even after i walked out was saying, God, I, I can't do anything really to help this person. I need you to to help this person. I need you to to come and give us wisdom. And and, and man, the Lord's done that. And so I, I just the more I see that, the more I'm just reminded that, that God is faithful to us. And uh, our call primarily is to continue to be faithful to Him. And so, yeah, that's really awesome. Uh, you've kind of you've spoken a lot about how just you know our role as Christians, as pastors, as leaders, um, is just to be faithful. And sometimes I feel like that is like the hardest thing to do. Cause you, sometimes that means just sitting there and doing nothing. Like you're just waiting, um, yeah. to see what, what God wants you to do. Um, is there any encouragement for pastors or college ministers or missionaries or just anyone listening for continually being faithful, even when it's, it's hard and it seems like you can't do anything. Yeah. Two things I would, uh, two things I would just say there's a passage of scripture and a short story um, I'm just was reminded this week uh, I think it's Isaiah 46 1 to 10 um, 
the Lord is calling to his people and he he says you know the the gods of babylon babylon had just fallen are 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 basically in need and the people have to rescue them from the city and carry them literally physically carry their gods out of the city to save them and and then the lord turns around and says but i'm the one who carries you and i know the end from the beginning and my my will will come to pass so so, um i just over and over and over again i just heard a sermon earlier today where i was working around the house and was listening to a sermon um and the brother in that sermon was saying that god's people have always been awaiting people we, we have always been waiting on the lord and some of that is just seeing again that that even though we don't always see what we hope to see come to pass that god in his timing and his providence is never never delayed never behind schedule never slowed down or thwarted uh, as a part of that sermon, just to kind of help answer that question too, uh, the brother shared about a man in New England who uh, who was a hundred years old working in his field, was not a Christian, and and in his in his New England context, this would have been like in the 18th century, like 1700s. In his New England context, he was working in his field. He's not a believing Christian yet, and so all of his neighbors probably are. Um, he was working in his field again as a hundred year old man and remembered a sermon that he had heard as a 15 year old boy, uh, John Flavel, who was a, a, an English Puritan had preached. And as he was thinking about the sermon, the Lord spoke to his heart and he was converted and, and became a new, a new, a new child of God <laughs> 85 years later. And, uh, the, the, the brother telling the story in the sermon said, if we'd have evaluated John Flavel's success, on what happened that morning, we would have missed the fruit of what had happened to that farmer in five years later. Um, and so God is, God is timing does amazing things. And it's, it's super hard, super hard to wait. I, I find, um, I find community very helpful to that end. Um, I was encouraged just, uh, a month or two ago, sitting with two other pastors in my region, we were eating lunch together, praying for one another. And I was kind of discouraged and both of those guys uh who were there basically said the same thing that we're talking about here that you know it, it seems it seems hard now like it's not happening now but but god will do the work in his own timing just continue to to keep your hand on the plow and be faithful so it's hard it's very, it's super hard and yet and yet god rewards our faithfulness and and does his it's a miracle to me that God does his work through, through broken, weak vessels like us. And yet he receives all the glory. Beautiful. Yeah. Amen. That is a great word. And honestly, that could be like the perfect ending to this, but I have one more question. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry to ruin the perfect ending there, but thank no. you for sharing that. That was, is so I true. Had, so I hadn't true. said for it to be a perfect ending, so it came out that way. That <laughs> That's what post editing is for too. So maybe they'll hear it. Maybe they, you know, maybe they'll hear this next question. Maybe they won't. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but thank you for sharing that. That's so true. Like the yeah. waiting is the hardest part. Um, not to quote a Tom Petty song, but it's true. Like, <laughs> um, that is yeah. just you know. But that is when that's God giving us the opportunity to be faithful. Yeah. Um, and we don't. I mean, you don't understand how to be faithful if you're not really tested in that. So. Yeah, that's that's why. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so my last question is, um, which they will definitely hear because it's super important for our listeners to to be doing this. Um, how can we be praying for you and the BRN as a whole? 
Um, I think that's a really good question too. I think, I think one of the things I was really encouraged with in our annual meeting, which was just two or three weeks ago at this point, um, there's a lot that could and does separate Christians together. And I felt like when we were together in the room um, just a, a couple weeks ago on the 5th, that even though there are all these things that can and should divide us, that there was a good spirit of, of cooperation and unity. Um, and so I guess to that end, I just would encourage people to continue to pray for the, the BRN staff, for the executive board, for our churches, that, that God would help us continue not to, not to be quarrelsome or, or unnecessarily contentious or divisive, but to continue to have a spirit of unity and cooperate well together for the, for the sake of the mission. Um, that's not to say we shouldn't have good, hard conversations about some of those issues, but um, that spirit of cooperative unity is, is, um, is very sweet, um, but it's very fragile. And so just would encourage people to pray that the Lord would give us wisdom to do that and to, to continue to pray to give us wisdom to, to encourage, help, and serve our churches as we're tr- uh, moving forward with some, with a new mission statement, with Love PASJ, with uh, the, the resources and the uh, encouragement and the helps we're, we're trying to provide. Just pray that the Lord would use all of those tools and all of that work to do the work he's doing to glorify himself. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, I don't have any more questions, but if there's anything else you, any comments or thoughts you wanna share before we part? No, not really. The only thing I would say is um, our BRN board is is kind of, uh, in a lot of ways, the unsung heroes of the work that gets done because they uh, they often show up to meetings and um, make hard decisions. And and right next to them are the the amazing men and women who are our staff who do the work in between our meetings and, and those kinds of things. Dr. Wentworth, um, Dr. Anderson, Cliff Jenkins, Shannon uh, Baker does amazing work. Um, you guys all saw that at the meeting. Elizabeth keeps everybody working on the same page. Andy is our is our finance wizard. I mean, the, there's a lot of wonderful, amazing people that work for the BRN on staff and a lot of wonderful, amazing people who volunteer their time who are just a blessing. So if you get an opportunity, uh, the last word I would just say is if anybody listening gets the opportunity to encourage them and to thank them and to uh, to just uh, pray for them, to, to, to give them a, a pat on the back and, and tell them thank you, that would be a blessing to them because they do, they do great work. We're well served by, by our board and our staff. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. But Pastor Brian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and just sharing with us all that God is doing within your life and within this new role as president of the BRN and uh, just your hopes for the future of the network. Thanks for spending time with us and just sharing all that wisdom with us. Listeners, if you would like to find out more about Pastor Brian or his church, First Southern Baptist Church in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, you can head online to www.fsbcweb.org. And there you can, of course, check out what's going on in their church. You can see Pastor Brian in action, check out their sermons and their service times if you want to visit. So again, all that is online for free for you at www.fsbcweb.org.
And if you're curious to know more about the executive board and its members and positions like the president and other important roles, you can head online to www.brnunited.org. And that, of course, is the Baptist Resource Network's website. So there you can, of course, find out more about the organization and the executive board and all that you could possibly want to know. And you can also check out all of the other stories of transformation that we've done up to this point. So yes, that means that there are 35 other stories and podcasts just waiting for you to check out on that website. So again, all of that is available to you online at www.brnunited.org. And for our podcast enthusiasts, we did not forget about you. Uh, We know that sometimes it's easier to listen to a podcast on the go using an app. So this podcast, for your convenience, is available on Apple Podcast, Anchor Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker app, and probably many more apps that we're not even aware of. So pick your favorite podcasting platform, download it, and search BRN 50 Stories of Transformation, and bam, you will find every story that we've done up to this point. We hope that is helpful and convenient and just easy for you to find some encouragement when you are on the go. Well, listeners, thanks so much for tuning in this week. I hope you found story number 36 encouraging and uplifting. And if you get a chance, go ahead and share it with a friend to encourage them as well. Um, Next week, we are heading into story number 37. So don't miss that. You can check that out starting next Thursday. Both the article and podcast will be out then for you to enjoy. But until then, have a wonderful week, everyone.